0: Welcome to the Coaching Matters podcast brought to you by Fundraising University and Brian Kane Peak Performance. Coaching Matters is a nonprofit foundation whose primary purpose is to help coaches, athletes, and activities directors succeed in their programs, schools, and communities. Fundraising University works to help you raise the most amount of money in the least amount of time with the least amount of interference to support coaches. And activities directors in enhancing the student experience and life skill development that is a critical component of our educational systems. Brian Kane, one of the world's leading mental performance coaches, works to educate, empower, and energize you to be your best through his 10 pillars of mental performance mastery systems. Together, each week, we bring you interviews, question and answer sessions, and group coaching around mastering mental performance, creating elite culture, and developing the leadership skills you need to succeed. And now, this week's Coaching Matters Podcast. Brian Kane here. Right. I am the host of the Coaching Matters group coaching program. And, man, beyond fired up tonight to welcome a guy who's become a good friend of mine, a guy who actually is the only person I've ever gone hunting with. So imagine he trusted me <laughs> with a gun and a duck blind, uh, gone hunting. And we're talking about Heath Autry. He's the head baseball coach at Corsicana High School. Down at about maybe, what, Heath, 90 minutes south of Dallas. Is that right?
1: About 50, 50 minutes, a little less minutes than that.
0: south of Dallas, yeah. right? So down just, just below the Dallas Metroplex. Uh, and he, again, coaches at Corsicana High School, one of the top high school baseball programs in America. He's also an MPM certified coach and has had a lot of success coaching at the college level, coaching in the summer college baseball ranks and the amateur youth baseball ranks competing for national championships and, and as a high school teacher and a coach. And Heath and I, I think, first met when you were when you were at TCU uh, as an as assistant there, a volunteer assistant on, I think, Coach Sosningel's staff. And um, excited to have the opportunity to have you join us today with Coaching Matters, Heath. So, thanks for being with us, man. And with no further ado, I'm just going to cut you loose and let you do your thing, talking about creating a competitive edge. Because as we broke it down earlier, man, I'm, I'm, in case you can tell by the speed of my voice, I'm fired up to get this <laughs> thing on.
2: All right,
1: I'm going to go ahead and share my screen real Absolutely. quick. And make, sure yeah. I, make sure I have it right. Um, is that not right?
0: Not right yet. I'm going to make you. I got to make you a co-host. I think. Good. Here we go. So again, right. as Coach Autry's coming in here, anybody has questions, feel free to post those inside of our chat, and we'll we'll make sure that we take those questions. Heath, you should be able to uh, share the screen now. I don't Perfect. know
1: why it's not sharing the screen. It
0: is. It's it's not, it is. Yep. So if you just go full full uh, presentation mode now, you're good to go, brother.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. I had it I had it on earlier. It's not showing the full screen.
0: All right. So let's, let's see. Go ahead and hit uh, go ahead and hit the escape button. Stop share? Yep, stop share. And then make sure you when you hit share, you hit desktop one. So if you hit share screen and then share desktop one and hit that little audio button on the bottom left.
2: Desktop one.
0: And as Heath is getting this troubleshooting, and I just tried this, man. No, no, what I want everybody to do is go ahead and go into the chat. And if you would, there you go, Heath, you're good to go. You can go presentation now. So if you would, if you're on the call, if you go into the chat, let us know where you're coming in from to Coaching Matters. So your name, where you're from and what sport you're coaching, that'd be great help for us. And then Heath, if you go uh, presentation mode, we'll be able to see full screen. So if you go on to the bottom right of PowerPoint and hit that little fourth icon over. So right to the left of that sliding scale, that fourth one. So there you go. Right there. Next one. This one. Right there. Slideshow. Next one over. Nope. 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 That'll work. But go to the, all the way to the right. Hit the icon all the way to the right. Baseball coach, not a technology. Coach. <laughs> Hit that button all the way on the right. You'll go presentation mode and heath Autry, You are live and you are in, brother. Take it.
1: Hey guys, uh just very humble and honored to speak with all of you guys today and just want to share a little bit of uh, uh it just be of we how of the of how we teach them. Uh, what, what I've learned from Caner and uh just how, how we go about You know, trying to change our kids lives and 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 just, you know, create a competitive edge, you know, you know, as you go higher in competition, we're all looking for for an edge and, you know, the talent level kind of all equals out. And I I firmly believe that that's uh, how we think and how we train uh, the mental game. yeah, as you see on the screen, we have a big sign in our hallway, the game knows, and and we talk about it all the time. It's just a firm, firm believer that with, when we play with a clear mind and clear heart and we train that way, um, that the game will will reward us. It doesn't know us anything, but the game knows when we're doing what we need to do and what we don't need to do. But uh, it all begins with equipping their minds, engaging their hearts, and encouraging daily. Uh, our mission statement, at Corsicana, we developed this with Kane in uh, 2011. Um, it's to develop young men of character that are both eager and willing to to lead and serve within our community. It uh, doesn't talk a lot about winning games. It's just it's it's just about building our players from the inside out and and winning the battle six inches between our ears. Um, the real battle. Is you know to train to be the best version of ourselves, so we can be on a moment-to-moment basis, basis in all three phases of our life, um, from school, at home, and and obviously in in the athletic arena, and it's just a constant battle against it. Just the it to the the word it to us just means mediocrity, to be average, and bringing an awareness to um, the elite mindset that Brian talks about all the time in his trainings, and and the average mindset because. Most of what's going on around where we are is average and, you know, average thoughts and average choices lead to average results. And we just constantly preach and teach and point these out and talk about average and elite mindsets all the time with our players on a day-to-day basis. Um, and just not letting them know that, it, you know, it's okay because we all have those, those fights. We all are average at times. We all have the the urge to give in and, but it's not okay to, to accept it and, and, to, and to, to just fall back once we, we keep battling to climb that mountain of, of, of being the, as the best we can be, the best versions of ourselves. Um, you know, they, everybody wants to fit in these days. It's not cool to be a leader you know, in the locker room. It's not cool to stand up and talk. And, and we, we just encourage our guys to build those, those uh, habits um, and, and build that strength to where they can stand up when something's wrong. You know, in society, I think it's 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 kind of common. A lot of people just are afraid to 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 speak up and to, and to take up for what they believe in. Um, you know, the urge to take the easy road, to do what they feel like doing, instead of knowing to do what they they should do. Like uh, preference-based versus principle-based is what Kaner talks about. Victor Belfort, you know, uh, going from being a boy to a man. A boy makes uh, choices. Out of preference, what they feel like doing. And a man, we make decisions. Most of our decisions on our principles. What we know we have to do when we're taking care of our family, our players, at our in in, in our job, and that's that's what separates us. And just getting the, getting these young athletes that we work with to transition from from being here to here, just by knowing and understanding what the principles are, what their personal principles are. It, it just helps them grow up and it helps us in performance and it helps us overachieve. Uh, I recently read a book on, on Optimize, Brian Johnson's Optimize. It takes what it takes by Trevor Moad. And, and I, this quote just hit me like a right hook, making bad choices is a lifeblood of average. It feeds it. It consumes it. It protects it. Choice is actually our biggest competitor. And once we point out those choices and we help them and we push them. And obviously when you're working with young athletes, they're going to make those bad choices um, and they're going to they're going to have some expensive experience and learn things the hard way. But as as coaches and, and as leaders and mentors, you know we just want to encourage them that, to, to make as many good choices as they can. And that way they learn from inexpensive experience by learning from watching others, listening to others, listening to us. And and it just helps them transition into being a man. Uh, just. A few things on how we train here, the mental, the mental, mental game wise. Uh, that that obviously I get, I got from Brian and, and a few other of my mentors. Um, number one, you know, we 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 just we push our guys to act different than how they feel. What's your body language? You know, win win the body language battle. Act different than how you feel. Number two, do things that you don't feel like doing. Once again, goes back to Victor Belfort, principle based versus preference versus preference based. Separation is how we prepare daily. I firmly believe that our practices are pretty unique. A lot of people come and watch our practices and ask questions about our practices. I'll share a little bit about um, a, a few of the operational side of things uh, towards the end of, of the presentation. But the separations and the preparation, as Brian would say, number four: care more and pay attention to and perfect the smallest of details. A lot of a lot of my players, some some call me demanding. It's, it's not that we just tell our players the, the, the attention to those details, uh, in, in practice daily, when we get into the games and when you get into the grease and these hot and these, these intense hot moments and important moments in the game, um, you're going to execute and you're going to execute flawlessly because that's how we do it every day, uh, never show weakness. Um, in one of Brian's first videos in the pride program, Yoda is talking with Luke Skywalker and he says, do or do not, there is no try showing weakness is in, number one way that our players show weakness every day is in their body language, and that it just – it bleeds out of them. And, you know, we, we all get emotional in games sometimes, in practice. we You know, it, we're human beings. We have emotions. But bringing awareness to, controlling those emotions, teaching them how to control those emotions, that's the difference when I was playing. I didn't have nobody teach me that. But our players know, and, and we give them a process to go through – daily in practice, striking out. How do we handle ourselves? What's our body language look like? How do we walk back to the dugout with the bat in our right hand with big body language and our chest stuck out? Those details is what helped those guys get out of their emotions quicker and get back into the next pitch, okay? Uh, get to versus have to show gratitude daily. Gratitude is one of our core values. Uh, we do a lot gratitude wise. We ha- the whole month of November, we dedicate to gratitude, showing gratitude, writing gratitude letters saying thank you, making videos to our teachers and and mentors that have helped us just to say thank you. And, and, uh, you know, it's that whole get to versus have to, we do it every day. I I say it every day. I go to work, we get to be here. We don't have to be here. Uh, number seven, be the best at the things that suck. So when we're doing a hard drill when we're running hard. I want to see who gets in the front of the line, get in the front of the line, be the first to go on the hardest things. You know who's going to pick up the trash when they walk by it in the dugout, or who's going to pick up the stuff on the field? Um, just be the best at the things that are hard. Uh, get turned on, not turned off. Uh, number eight: hope versus expectation. You know, there's a positive side of hope and a negative side of hope. And in this connotation, that hope is hope is the word that we use for when we when we're kind of prepared, when we kind of been practicing hard, but we, we distinguish between the two by expectations because of how we prepare. We come in early. We stay late. We, we focus on the details, so we expect to have success. We don't hope. Well, there's no hope that we're going to play well because we are ready to play. And, you know, two times a week, three times a week when we go out and play, we're going out to have fun because we have already prepared and we expect to play well. Number nine, understand that pressure is a privilege. Pressure is positive. Kane taught me this probably four or five years ago, and it's a lesson that 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 I, I constantly talk to our better players about. Some of our and, and a lot of my guys that are in college that they feel like you know a common question from athletes all the time: is, How do you handle pressure? What do you know? Pressure is positive; it's good for you. That means you're 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 fixing to do something that 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 excites you, that's important to you, and so you need to have those feelings, and it's good to have those feelings, and and. Pressure's a privilege. As Coach Garrido would say, who's one of my close friends, um, it pays to be a winner. And being a winner, is part of being a winner is learning how to handle those expectations and, and that pressure in a positive way. Uh, number 10, when you stop making excuses, you'll start seeing results. We have a sign as you walk out of our locker room. You can make excuses, you can make it happen, but you can't do both. We all have them. We all have reasons. But the, when we decide to step across that line, draw a line in the sand, that, hey, no more excuses, we're getting after it. Okay, let's go out and be the best version we can be of ourselves today. And then whatever happens, we'll we'll make adjustments if we need to. Uh, Number 10, I mean, number 11, sorry, no stepping up, just sink. You know, we don't step up in big games. I don't like, I'm not a big pregame pep talk guy. Um, I just want our guys to sink to the level of our training. Just do what we're trained to do, execute. I tell them every day, execute and breathe, Breathe breathe and execute, breathe and execute, breathe and execute. And we don't, we don't want to step up. We don't want to get too overexcited because then, you know, effort controls your rhythm and timing. And, and when, when your emotions get in there and you get to be max effort and and you're, and you're kind of trying a little too hard, it kind of, you kind of get in your own self's way. Uh, Number 12, the best team don't win. Don't always win. It's the team that plays the best that wins. Uh, This is part of my pregame speech 99% of the time. So I know I have some former players on here and, and some guys and, and uh, we prove that. Uh, we prove it all the time. I mean, we have 14 guys on our team. We line up against 20 guys the other night. We went two two-to-one ball games and extra innings this past week. It's the team that plays the best, that can respond, that can handle adversity, that expects adversity, that actually wants it. And it's going to happen. And it's the team that, that plays the best is going to win the game. And that's something that Brian's always talked about that really hits home with me. And last but not least, elite, elite, being elite isn't on sale at Walmart. You can't buy it. You have to earn it every day in your preparation, in the way you think, uh, the way you live. And, you know, I, I can kind of see the correlation between my guys that are all over the place, kind of living on the edge and then how they play. They're those guys that play up and down, up and down. And we're, we're trying to get that. You know, Pete Rose said baseball is a game of peaks and valleys. And don't get too high when you're on the peak because the valley's coming. And, and that's just like life. And, and so, you know, we, we're constantly talking to our guys and, and preaching to our guys on a daily basis about just doing what's right and let's prepare the right way. Uh, 2019, just a little bit, I'm not going to go too much into it, but 2019, we we're having an incredible season. Um, first time in, since 1958, the course, of High School had played in a state championship tournament down in Austin. Uh, had an incredible run through the playoffs so many great things going on in our lives. Uh, my son committed p- to play college baseball and and my wife and I, our kids are having success and we're just, we're rolling, my team's winning. And uh, I, my throat started hurting and uh, I got diagnosed with with throat cancer um, in the middle of the playoffs. I didn't really tell anybody about it because um, I didn't want my guys to worry about me, but we kept winning, we kept winning, we kept winning. Um, but But more importantly, uh, it's what I learned going through chemotherapy and radiation. I didn't eat for 37 days. Um, that was, uh, that was probably the biggest test of my life, but you know, I I talked to Kane during this time and and it's amazing everything that, that everything that we learned in the middle game and that I've learned from Brian since 2009, uh, I've been teaching his stuff since 2009 from, from when he, when Kaner used to have the sideburns down to here. And, uh, uh, you know, I used it to get through those times, and and to actually apply it and and use what we actually teach. Um, you could really see. You had to know your why when you had the needle sticking in. You have to know your why. You have to know, you know, why we do what we do, and why why are we going to get through this? What what's going to get me through this? But you know, I wanted to thank Brian again for 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 all the for all the lessons and for all the the, the mental toughness that he's trained me. When I started using Brian in 2009 it was, I was, I was, I'm a, I'm a learner. I love to read. I'm a learner. And, and I want, I just wanted to figure out a way to communicate with the players that I was coaching because I just felt like there was a disconnect to be more connected with what was going on in their life and, and how I could, how I could not only, you know, help them more on the baseball field, but more importantly, help them transition into being a man and, and being a man of principle and, and, you know, going through chemo, going through cancer, using Brian stuff, you know, I really learned what grit, what grit is and uh, grit equals passion and perseverance. You know, you need to know you need to have a passion for what you're doing, why you're doing it, know why you're doing it and be clear. And you have to be able to persevere through through some pretty tough times as in baseball or any other sport that you guys are coaching. We all know that there's adversity in everything and we have to be able to persevere and get through that. All right. On to the next slide. I'm going to share um, some uh some videos, just a few testimonies of some of my former players of of, of the things that that they've learned through our program, our mental training program in Kane. Brian, I hope oh, how do I go back? How do I go back? Oh, here we go. All right. What is going on? Sorry. All right, here we
2: go. Good evening, Jack Peterson. It? Coach Archer asked me what's the biggest thing I learned from playing for the Wolfpack for one year, my senior year, when we got a coach from Red Oak. Biggest thing I learned was to to give yourself up for the greater good, to learn how to be a good teammate by doing that. And how I learned later on how much that that relates over to real life, after high school, after college, or whatever you go through. But to give yourself up, to know that everything in the world is is bigger than one person, um, and it always will be, that's the biggest thing that that playing for the Wolfpack taught me was that it's not about you at all. It's about who you're with, your team, or past that.
1: Wow. Well, you know, that's, that's Jacob Peterson, 2012. He's a police officer here south of Dallas, and uh, he's out sacrificing every day um, to protect us. He is, and to this day, the best teammate that's ever that I've ever had on a baseball team. And uh, it means a lot to hear from him. But when we start, when we start talking about, um, you know, how we train the, the, the mindset, um, we start with equipping their minds. Once again, distinguishing between and bringing attention to and pointing out the average versus the elite mindset. And th- obviously, this is from Kane, uh, Kane's uh, MPM program. But, you know, it starts with getting rid of excuses, training self-awareness, using the language every day, talking it, walking it living it um we next we in the fall we create a personal process for each player for time management that's we that's that's one of the pillars is time management we want we want our guys to take advantage of their time so their time doesn't take advantage of them okay we we start creating a vision we use the mvp process we create a vision we help them establish goals both micro and telescope short term and long term we get them to write it on their mirrors we make a vision board, hang it in their locker. We keep a journal, a daily journal, every day. And basically, we're teaching them to do what they say they're going to do, and we hold them accountable. They get an accountability partner. The, they partner up. The guys help each other. Some people call them battle buddies, but uh, we we put them with a partner. And those guys, when somebody's not showing up early for weights, I mean, they're they're accountable for each other, and that just starts teaching responsibility, accountability, and and holding holding the, the team building building that, that good core in the locker room and 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 everybody holding each other accountable. Um, you know, oh, sorry, the, the last on there was choices, making sure that their choices are in, in alignment with their goals. If, they're, if their choices they're making are not in alignment with what they say they're gonna do, then we need to make an adjustment. We need to sit down and talk and go, hey, now you wrote down this, you said this was your goal, but you're out here doing this. You know, you can't stay out till two o'clock in the morning and and do what average people do if you if you want to win a championship, if you want to be all American, if you want to be all state, whatever it may be, and we have to edit distractions, edit our lives. Right now, I'm talking to our guys about it. We're we're getting close to the end of the season. We're 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 having a good year and we're getting ready for the playoffs and, and and trying to win a district championship. We've got to make sure that we stay focused and we edit distractions and edit the things that could that can just slowly pull us away from, from the goals that we've set as a team both as a team and for their goals personally. Uh, Coach Greedo here, I love him. Um, next, we're going to uh, n- equip their minds also with being player-led versus coach-fed. That's the ultimate goal. Okay, we want our players to lead. We want our players to take control. And and that way we don't have to constantly be in that locker room because you all know as coaches we get beat up. I mean, it's daily. It's something all the time. Somebody missing class. Somebody not turning something in. It's, it's always something. And we want our players – with their battle buddies or with, with their accountability partner that to, to hold each other accountable and lead the team because ultimately when they're out there playing, we can't play for them. And, and just just, when they're doing the things right off the field, they're going to be better on the field. Self-discipline is eternal. The skill of self-discipline, it'll last them forever. And every day, even at, at 47 years old and as a coach, we're constantly working on my self-discipline in the mornings, uh, sticking to my routines, sticking to my AM routines and, and my journaling. And, that it, it, it just, when I start my day off, right, that helps me the rest of the day with my self-discipline personally. Um, we celebrate those eternal values, self-discipline, which would be showing up early, putting the extra work in, staying late, doing extra, just doing extra stuff, not just what you're told to do or what you have to do. All those things that are going to carry on when they get a job or when they leave, that they're going to be overachievers. They're going to do more. And, and we celebrate those things. We're constantly, you know, high five and 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 tell them thank you hey hey i noticed you were here late last night just encouraging them and that's how we're just starting to equip their minds on how to overachieve and, and to be different and not be average we want to create the habits that we need to be who we want to be uh, to be the person we want to be to achieve what we want to achieve and that becomes rewarded behavior caner says rewarded behaviors repeated behavior i'm a firm believer of that and If as long as we're rewarding it and we're encouraging it, then they're more likely to create the habits that we want them to create, which is going to help us win a championship and help them be the best version of themselves. Elite habits plus elite mindset equals positive results. I mean, if you have good habits and and different habits and you think different and you're doing things the right way, you know, negative things can still happen. That doesn't mean it's always going to work out for you, but you're going to have a better chance. You're going to have a better chance and that's all we want. Is to is to get as many positive get as many wins on a daily basis as we can. We use the Habit Share app. My team, uh, when they and this is one of Kaner's big deals right now, and and he loves it, and 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 so do I. Our players, we start off with three habits in the fall: make the make your bed, brush your teeth, wear your seatbelt. We start real simple, and then we add one about every two or three weeks. And I, I start allowing them to add, you know, and they'll start. You're talking about. Um, putting my phone away at 10 PM or, or doing my, making sure all my homework's done. And when they click on those habits, it comes up on my phone and I, and there's a, there's an opportunity on that phone where you can send them a message. And so when it pops up, I'll send them a thumbs up. Hey, proud of you. Good job. Keep it up, keep it up, keep it up. And so we're building those daily habits. And now, I mean, over the last, we've been, we've been making our beds for 12 years now. And I've had so many moms come and thank me and tell me, Hey, I, I couldn't get that kid to make his bed for nothing. And now he makes it every day. That's when we know we're making a difference. We're building those those positive habits, and and that's also teaching them to do something that they don't want to do.
0: What's the the domino effect of just that one thing, of talking about making a bed, right? Because as coaches, we have an influence on these young athletes that teachers don't, that their parents often don't. So what's the domino effect that you've seen, not only in your own son who played in your program and, and is now playing in college baseball, uh, or the players that you have in terms of the domino effect of them just making their bed.
1: You know, it it leads to it leads to so much more. It leads to their lockers being cleaned uh, in the field house without us having to tell them. It leads to the weight room being picked up. It leads to it leads to you know where you know you always have seniors say, "Hey freshmen, get the bucket of balls." Or, "Hey freshmen, put this out No, Everybody's doing it. There's no separation. If I'm if if and I think it just it just it just starts their day off with a win. And it just helps them. It it helps them sit in the front row in class. It helps them uh, act right in the cafeteria. I just think that when you, when you start your day off with a win on something that you don't feel like doing and that, that, that gives you some confidence that you can get through the day. Not only that, but when you get back home and you've had a crazy day, that bed's made and you get to climb into a bed that's made.
0: Yeah, it's good, man. I like that Heath, you know, that's so so many valuable lessons. I mean, I was teaching high school back in 2003, teaching high school health, and one of the things I said is I gave my kids an extra point one of extra credit every day they made their bed and brought in brought in you know basically and told me that they did it, and they had to have a little sheet and a parent check to make sure they did it. And it was so funny that like when I would do parent teacher conferences, they'd say, "Why do you have your kid making? Why do you want our kids to make the bed?" <laughs> I said, "Well, have you noticed anything else positive about them, like in terms of?" Uh, they started making their bed. And the next thing I said was lay your clothes out the night before. The next thing I said was make your own breakfast. The next thing I said was make your own, do your own laundry. And I said, I don't know if they're going to learn anything about health, you know, but about the reproduction system and drugs and alcohol and other things that we teach in health class, but they hope they're going to learn something about routine, responsibility, accountability, and taking ownership for your life. And as I said to the parents, I said, and the more responsible they are with making their bed, doing their laundry, making their breakfast, getting themselves up in the morning, you know, maybe the, then you'll give them more responsibility what they're looking for, which is free time. And they're like, Hmm, interesting. And yeah. it's pretty cool. So yeah, man, dude, you're killing it, man. Keep going. I love hearing you talk about some of these things that you're doing in your program and
1: uh, you know, the consistency of it. It's awesome. Oh, I appreciate it. Uh, another, another way that we build up mindset is, is using Kane's daily message in the morning, along with Dr. Rob Gilbert and success hotline. I've uh, been calling that for uh, about 14 years now. Um but we have a process that I'll show you in a minute. And we also do a deal called Wooden Wednesdays in the fall where we go through John Wooden's book and we start with industriousness with hard work and we work our way through the pyramid of success. And there's also some Bible verses in there, some scripture, but uh, um, Wooden Wednesdays is, has been a, a big game changer for us here in Corsicana using, using coach Wooden stuff. The second way we got to grab a hold of their hearts. Um, you see some compared to what posters that we do on here um as far as perspective but we need we have to find their why and then remind them of their why daily they're going to develop a personal mission statement and we have to know we want to figure out who we are where we want to go and how we're going to get there we use uh, perspective posters like i said compared to what Um, we use kane's mvp process um used it for years mission vision principles and um, you know, a lot of the time when I talk to people all the time, people call me, how do you, how, how do you find time? How, I mean, we just don't have the time to do this. No, uh, I've been doing it for so long that you just have to be creative. You find the time for your schedule. I'll give you some examples of how we do it here in a minute. I've taken Kane's messages. I've, I've done it every day for, for back in the day when pride program was 18 lessons. I did it 18 straight days. I've done it once a week for 18 weeks. I've, I've done it twice a week for nine weeks. Um, I've went through the program in every way and you can find the time. If it's important to you, you're going to find the time uh, here at the bottom. Once again, 86,400 seconds in a day, we all have the same amount of time and it's how we choose to invest that time that separates us. You know, we all, we all can, we can go out and get a few extra swings in or we can sit in and we can talk about, you know, how we're going to take those swings and, and the process behind preparing to take those swings. And I, and that's in my opinion, that's what's really helped us here in Corsican. This is big time. This is what we do every day. <clears throat> we come into class, the kids come in. This is a form that we fill out. I have a notebook. Um, I have also have some on, on, on Google Forms that Kane told me to use, but we've been using these. It's in a notebook. I'm still kind of old school, but this is our daily practice. Uh, this is an example of one of our seniors this year. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, so we, we start off with the daily success hotline message. The player reads what he got out of it. Uh, then we go to a word of the, his word of the week. And so it would be his word of the week this week was focus. And he explains to us why he chose that word for his week. Um, his 1424 is 1% intention. Um, I don't know for the people that don't know on here, but 1% of each day, everybody talks about being getting 1% better every day is 14 minutes, 24 seconds. So what is he going to work on 14 minutes and 24 seconds intentionally? Um, during this week, um, baseball-wise, and he said, stand in his legs while he's hitting, stay in balance. Uh, then it goes down to our MITs is most important task, but it's not just for baseball. It starts off in school, so he needs to study for his English test. Then it goes to athletics, baseball. He wants to stretch more. Then it goes to life. What what's he what's he got to do at home? He wants to clean his room, and. So our word of the year this year is dog, because these kids, I always say, I want to be a dog, be a dog. Well, dog means discipline, accountability, work ethic, grit and gratitude. And so we D is on Monday. A is on Tuesday. W is on Wednesday. G is on Thursday, Friday. It goes back to D. And So what he's what he does is he's talking about work ethic and what it looks like in school and baseball and in life to him. And so this is what we do every day. And so it takes about five minutes, and then I hop on with Kane's message or talk to him about whatever it, we feel is relevant at the time, what we need, and then we boom, we hustle down to the field and we get after it. In the fall, we take a little bit more time in there um, because we we're not going out on the field every day. But this right here is a perfect example of how you can do mental training every day in five to seven minutes max, max. And so there's no reason we all have that kind of time. We just need to plan for it and. and and be intentional about it.
0: And um, I think the one thing too is the more you do it, the easier it becomes. Like it didn't take you five to seven minutes five years ago. Right. But now because you've done it for so long, you've gotten better with it. You've gotten more efficient with it. Your players understand the routine because you do it every day, so they become much better with it, right? It's like how long did it used to take you when you were learning how to drive to back out of your garage, back out to the street and drive? Now you do it while you're on the phone drinking a soda. Like you know, it
1: does not as far no, no doubt. We do, as you say, do a little a lot, not a lot a little. And, and bam, consistency over intensity. I'm the intense guy. I always believe intensity, intensity, intensity. And I do believe in a game that intensity uh, is one of our greatest tools in our toolbox. But we, through you and listening to you, I've learned that being consistent over a period of time does make things a lot easier and a lot clearer. And uh, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for that lesson you taught me. Uh, This is Hunter Melton. Hunter Melton's an All-American at Texas A&M, a draft pick with the Colorado Rockies. And this is his testimony on, on a little bit of what we learned through Kane.
3: Coach, the mental training, the Brian Kane stuff that we went through, I learned so much that I was able to carry all the things that we learned through those classes and through those trainings that we had. I was able to carry through my college career, my professional career, in baseball and even in my professional career with my job as a husband, as a as a father, and forever grateful for that. The one thing that stands out to me is that 200 feet that Kane always talked about, not looking too far ahead, being in the present moment, whether that was being in the box, on the mound, in the field. I always thought about that and being in that present moment, because if you're not in that present moment, life goes on and it goes by too fast. And I think about that every single day of my life now, of being in the present moment, not thinking ahead and just enjoying everything that life has to offer now. And I'm forever grateful for the things that Cain has taught me, that I was able to carry on through my life and even still carry on. And going through his courses and everybody that that comes through that program that's going to go through those courses, I, I can't say it enough. Pay attention, listen, and you'll learn so much that you'll be able to carry on through the rest of your life. I'm forever grateful, Coach. Thank you for doing that. Go Tigers and go Wolfpack.
1: So, you know, that, I love hearing from those guys, man. I mean, because, uh, you know, sometimes you question things, but hearing back from him, you know, 10 years later, it's pretty incredible. But moving on, so the last parts, we you know, you, you, you equip their minds, engage their hearts. We got to encourage daily, okay? Never settle for mediocrity, okay? Attention to and perfection of the smallest details. Being okay ain't okay. You know, we want to work to separate, not fit in. Okay. And the weekly drills that we do in baseball, um, that we, we do, I test them. I'll give them a test. I'll, I'll give Kane's message. I'll, I'll give a five question test, flip it over. You have 60 seconds. And then I pull one test out. And if that test is not 100, I run the crap out of them. We run. Okay. And it, nobody knows who I'm going to pull out because I just flip it over and I pull it out because I want to make sure that they know it's important to me that they listen. Uh, some other things that we do, shadow bullpens, concentration grids, um, making sure that we're doing things with the, with the correct focus and the right intent, uh, that we work on our daily mental skills, routines, our, our, our releases, recognizing where we at red, yellow, green, our releases and batting practice. We never just stand there. Um, that we, we always have something that we're working on to take advantage of our time once again, so our time don't take advantage of us. Okay. Then I think one of the greatest things we do is a well better how. We're all, after every game, I'm not a big talker after games, wins or losses. I like to meet the next day after we think about things. Okay, what do we do well? What do we need to do better? How are we going to do it today in practice? And I think this this has really been a game changer for us the last four or five years, okay? And how we also practice the daily execution of expectations, we have a number at 80%. We chart, and I'll share that with you here in just a second. Um, So the offensive mindset, just and any sport you guys are teaching, this is the things that we kind of we mentally that we really stress. No one cares who gets the credit number one. Let's just get the job done. Be uncommon. Don't be selfish. Just score. Focus. Attitude, intent. Create spin on the defense. Let's speed the game up. Let's 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 let those guys spin out of control because they're not equipped like we are. We're gonna win those battles because we have we can win it between our ears. They're not trained like we're trained. Win innings. Hang W's. We hang up W's every inning we win, which comes from Coach Grito, just win the inning, okay? Yes, we bunt in the first inning. Not very popular in 2022, but we want to win the inning, and we're hanging W's up. Whoever, whoever comes up with the big hits, the big knocks, who gets a bunt down, we give those W's to them after the game. They hang them in their lockers, okay? Unselfish thoughts, control the controllables. Stay out of your feelings and into the process. Be external and not internal. Okay, don't be over here pouting all internal. Let's be into the next pitch with our teammate, okay? We have some non-negotiables. We run the first base in less than five seconds. We get on and off the field in 12 seconds or less. And I have sleds in practice down the right field line with 100 pounds on them. They don't hustle off the field. They don't hustle to first base. They get on the sled. They push it to the foul pole and back, and that instantly reminds them that, hey, our expectations are this, and we're not bending, and they're non-negotiables, okay? Okay. Stay off the scoreboard and into the next pitch. Let's stay focused on winning innings. So what? They won the first inning. All right, now we need to win the next two. And last but not least, the only thing that matters is the next pitch. And just constantly preaching it and teaching it and, and just pushing this thought process on offense. Standard over feelings. Offensive plan for the week is posted on Mondays. You'll see it here in just a second. We established the ninety the, our daily routines and, and the importance of situational hitting and bunting by 80%. Whatever sport you're coaching, whatever's important to you, you can use this chart I'm fixing to show you. We set up routine stations to work on self-awareness, releases, one-word one thoughts, one-thought one habits, Okay. Uh, red, yellow, and green posters. We, have, we paint our home plates red, yellow, and green for red light, yellow light, green light focus. Um, we video their routines. We show it to them. This is what you look like. You're in a hurry. You're rushing. What do we need to do to slow down? And once again, this gives you the best chance to be your best when it means the most. Doesn't mean you're always going to have success, but it's going to give you a better chance, okay? And last but not least, process over feelings. Let's just, let's take our emotions and feelings out of it and let's compete and execute and sink to the level of our training. And let's, let's just see what happens at the end of the game, okay? The question here is how can you stay focused on the process of playing the game pitch to pitch if you're in your emotions and feelings and worried about what other people think or say? You can't play with freedom if your emotions and feelings are getting in the way. Control the controllables. Coach Garrido always talked about you want to play this game with freedom. You want to play this game like you're playing wiffle ball in the backyard with your little brother. That's the kind of freedom you want to play with. And if we can get our guys to that point in in championship games, then they have a lot of trust. And they really trust in the process that we're teaching them. One of the biggest challenges, this is one of the biggest challenges the game throws at us is how do we take our emotions and feelings out of the pitch and just execute the task on on how you're trained to do it, just sink into your training. That's one of the biggest challenges that we talk about with our players every day. This is an example of our offensive board. We ride it every Monday. These are just drills so they know what to do uh, when they come in. We have quotes for the day up there, and we'll walk by and say, hey, what's the quote of the day? And that tells us they read the board. If not, if they don't know it, 10 up, downs, and let's go. Then maybe they'll know it the next day, okay? This is an example of our chart. This is our bunting chart. Now, this I, I put this on here two weeks ago, so we are at 95 attempts. I think what I saw today we're around 120 or something. This is how we start practice every day. Remember what Kane says, measurement equals motivation. This is posted up in the hallway every Friday. Everybody knows our leaderboard. But more importantly, when we get in the game, I know who's been executing on a daily basis. I know that. And so if I want, if I need somebody to bunt a third or safety squeeze, I know who's really good at it and who might be iffy. So it really helps us as coaches as well. This is a barrel board we hang in the game. Every time we barrel a ball up because we can't control if they catch it. So they barrel a ball up. They'll write their name in the circle. Whoever has the most barrels at the end of the game, we sign the card. We give it to them. They hang it in their lockers. And once again, We're rewarded behaviors, repeated behavior, teaches them self-control, focusing on controlling what they can control. They can't control if they catch the ball or not, but we can control the barrels and and putting good swings on it. And and just, we rewarding them for for a positive, sometimes a negative if they catch the ball. These are some of our green light, our our self-awareness training. Uh, We make posters. Uh, We also give the kids green paper, yellow paper, red paper. We go through this, we write down scenarios of what they feel like when they're green, yellow, or red. I'm just showing you some examples of how we do it. Um, uh-oh, what's going on, let me see. Uh, yellow here, uh, once again, slow down. Uh, red, hey, we gotta stop, let's refocus, let's, let's release everything. Let's not get in the box or, or get on the mound, or let's not go into a situation when we're spinning out of control. Once again, this is a part of our self-awareness training. Um, this is Micah Burke talking a little bit about this training. Uh Uh-oh, what's
2: going on, Wait. Our BP sessions at Course Canada really helped me understand that there's more to hitting than just hitting. There's, There's an R behind it, scoring the runner and getting hitting behind the runner. With our BP scenarios and our bunting, it really helped me mentally understand why I'm doing this in this certain situation and what for. And in the long run, it's just to help the team out because with those B P scenarios, you're putting yourself through game like situations and those game like situations give you that adrenaline and the focus that you need. And once that once you get to that that situation in the game, a real game, it's like you've already been there and you're relaxed and you can excel through it and you trust the process because you've done it day in and day out at practice. Once again, you
1: know I think consistency over intensity. Um, there's a lot that he said there, pretty simple statement. But our, our offensive ult- ultimate goals, control our heart rate, win breaths, win moments, win pitches. And one thing I learned a long time ago, uh, reading through Kane's stuff, uh, every pitch is in the back. And if we can get to that point where, hey, every pitch is in the back, how do we handle each pitch at a time? And we break it down like that and we practice it that way, I think it gives our our kids a clear expectation of of how we want our offense ran. Once again, win innings, respond to adversity. Um, Going to defense, not going to go through all this. I'm going to show you some of the defensive goals, but we want to play offense on defense, be aggressive, control our heart rate, be present, be present pitch to pitch. I always tell the guys about an article Kane gave us years back with A-Rod. A-Rod was talking about um, he was going to stay, he was determined, he was going to focus every single pitch this game. And he was doing a good job about the fourth inning. He, in the middle of a pitch, he, th- he said, oh, I forgot to feed the dogs before I, I came to the park today. And that just shows you that one of the greatest players of all time, how hard it is to stay focused pitch to pitch, it's a challenge. And But we want to do our very best to, to be present uh, and, and and have a good breath in each pitch. Attention to details, train fast. Everybody talks about how do you, how do you train game-like? Well, these are some of the things, like you just heard Micah say, that – that gives you an opportunity to, to train uh, game-like situations. And, and I'll show you the de- the defensive way we do it. A lot of people are doing it. The Cincinnati Reds used our, our defense in spring training during COVID, which was pretty cool. Um, we want to challenge our infielders and outfielders daily. Um, it varies for, for players' ability. Um, clear expectations, and the expectations go up when they're met. They don't just stay there. We're going to keep re- raising the bar. We're going to raise those expectations and standards. We never do a drill without a purpose clearly explaining it and then most of all learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable okay and there's penalties for losers when we do a lot of competition stuff you know once again it pays to be a winner and we and our and we always in our practices in our environment when you lose there's penalties for them Um, so our defensive rotations I'm fixing to show you're divided into six to eight minute segments for retention and also it makes it game like because in the game things throw things at you and you don't ever know, you might go from nobody on to a runner at third, or you might go from nobody on to a first and third real quick, and you got to do your first and third defense. So we rotate from team to individual, team to individual. It's fast paced, it's scripted, and you can script it for as difficulty as easy as you want it to be. You have quality reps, reps in a short period of time for retention. Uh, my, my, my good friend at uh, Oklahoma, uh, a couple of falls ago did this and, and did it for a couple of weeks. And when skipping them went to Arkansas to play in the fall in front of about 10,000, you know, as we all know, Arkansas has the best fans in the country or some of them um, they played really well. And this is when he was sold on it. Um, Nobody's standing still. It eliminates boredom. For example, standing around during first and third defenses or bunt coverages, and it's designed to push the pace. Okay. So this is the example. If you'll notice the positions across the top, it, it tells everybody where to be in the last column. It tells my managers where to set up the machines and the managers stay ahead of us. And this is phenomenal. I mean, a pitcher goes from pitch outs to special picks to first, special picks to second. We're throwing the ball around the horn to double cuts, to time double plays. We, we, I set a time for two minutes. They have to turn as many double plays as they can. Right now we're at 42. If they don't beat 42, they do 10 up downs and then we move on, okay? But we're constantly pushing, pushing that, pushing the bar. Uh, team defense, pop-ups, and then bunt defense. But you can see these are all things in a game that happen, and we don't just sit there and go over them for 20 or 30 minutes. If we hit them for six or eight minutes, and then we move on, just like what happens to us in a game. Okay, a few thoughts on leadership that motivate me daily that I have in the office I wanted to share with you guys. Uh, Luke twelve forty-eight: to whom much is given, much is required. If we've been blessed with talents and wealth or knowledge, uh, it, then it's expected of us to serve others. To, to, I mean, with all the stuff that I've learned from Brian, I feel like it's an obligation of, me, of mine to share that with as many players, with well, not just players, but kids at school or people in the community, somebody at church, somebody at the hospital when I went to go get my checkup last week. Um, it's our obligation to, to whom much is given, much is required. It also reminds me of John 15, 13. There's no greater honor than the sacrifice for a brother, Okay. Uh, unclear expectations lead to insufficient processes and subpar performance. Clarity equals focus. If you can remember anything I've said, clarity equals focus. You clarity. Okay. There's no greater reinforcement for misbehavior than inconsistency in enforcing expectations. There our kids are going to do just like my, my hunting dog. Brian talked to you about going hunting. I have a really good dog. If I let him get away with things, he's going to do it. And it's the same way with our kids. If, if, if we don't reinforce our expectations every day, then they're not going to be consistent. We want them to be player-led, not coach-fed. Like I said earlier, the skill of self-discipline. And something Kane said a couple of weeks ago stuck with me. Mental toughness is a skill that is trained. This is how we can separate ourselves from others. We always hear people, this kid's mentally weak. This kid's weak. This kid, he... no, it's trained. And we, he might not be perfect at it, but we can help him be better. In conclusion, want to engage their hearts early in the fall. Find out their why. Connect with them. Connection. Real connection. Equip their minds with the mental skills needed to overachieve. I think one of the the biggest compliments we get for our program is that our guys play hard. And our guys play hard and we overachieve. We win games we're not supposed to win. We need to communicate with them daily, encourage them daily, and communicate with them to equip their minds once again, encourage them daily, build trust, let them know, let them see who you really are. I think, you know, my wife saw me all the time because a lot of these guys think I'm, I'm demanding or I'm on them all the time, but they don't really see who I am. The reason I'm, I'm, like I said earlier, that, that we, our expectations are so high is because we want them to perform in the grease when it's hot. Okay. Uh, every drill has a purpose, uh, win the battle in their minds to overcome mediocrity. And I just want to thank you. Uh, this, This one right here hit me hard. I sent it to Kane this past week. He wanted me to share it. Uh, This is Ben Goodrich. Uh, He was a valedictorian of our our high school, 500 and something students. He runs a company in Austin, Texas now, but he's currently went through, just a little background, uh, a lot of adversity. Uh, His father committed suicide and a year later, his mom burned the house down with her inside of it. And he's raising uh, his little sister Um, in Austin, Texas, who's, she's a sophomore in high school, Um, but this will tell you why we do what we do, and why I believe in, in, in what we're teaching, and what Brian's teaching, uh, on, and, and, and really hit hard, really hit you hard.
4: What I learned about mental toughness through your program is more than just baseball. It's, the building blocks that I've incorporated to make me the man I am today and to help me push through the adversity that I personally have had to go through uh, in my personal life. And you know what that is is not focusing on the outcome, but rather than the process. Process over outcome. Just as you preached day in, day out. And how that's helped me is when you focus on the outcome in of itself, You get lost in the noise, lost in the things you can't control, and it becomes this large mountain where when you're at the base of it, you see it as this massive obstacle that is something you cannot do. Whereas if you focus on the process, it's that step-by-step basis of becoming better each and every single day. And what that enables you to do is to push yourself to be better than what anybody could have foreseen, even yourself. And so you know you look at people out there and you look at the leaders who get more out of themselves and out of others and it's because they don't they don't look at the outcome they don't compare themselves to other people they fall in love with the process and the process of becoming a better individual and that's what takes them to those new links no matter what life has to throw at them because whether it's your baseball your career school you're going to get punched in the mouth at some point and if you don't have the ability to drown at that noise, to really f- remove yourself from those emotions and focus on the process, then you're gonna be one of those people who gets caught in the wayside and is not gonna be able to push through those items to get where you want to be in life, no matter where that is. Um, so I'm thankful for you know the opportunity to be a part of your program, Back in the day, it's really helped me be the individual that I am. And I know I wouldn't be where I'm at uh, without you. Wow.
1: <laughs> some serious, some serious stuff there. So uh, once again, I appreciate you having me on, Kaner. Um, hopefully there's, I know I was supposed to talk about 10 ways, but there's probably 30 ways to, to, to help create a competitive edge. But uh, what an honor and I, and I appreciate you. Heath, man, that was,
0: that was incredible. And then, um, I'm going to share all of your personal contact info, which I know you're cool with me giving out because your mission is to educate empower, energize other people, impact lives. I'm going (laughs) to put all that in the chat.
1: Powerful man. Yeah. It's good.
0: Heath could work, man. Questions for Heath. Questions for Heath. Man, it was good, dude. So much in there. I mean. <sighs> just shows the impact, dude. Shows the impact that you have as a coach. Shows the impact the coaches here have on the athletes that they're leading. Shows uh, why why it's so important that we do what we do as coaches and why it's so important that we do what we do with fundraising because with the pandemic, with schools, the way they are, like they're, they're cutting athletics and none of your players are sitting here like talking about, Hey, in my science class, I learned how to be a better man so I could raise my my sister. I learned how to be a better man so I could raise uh, and run a company. Like they're doing it because of you. They're doing it because of coaches. And why does coaching matters? This damn call is why coaching matters. No so, doubt. Whew, man, Heath, uh, going to have to have you back on here, brother. I want to be respectful of your time. I know you got places to go and things to do. So your, your, your video, we're going to put this in the podcast. We're going to put this on the YouTube channel. Again, I'm going to post your, com, your contact information because I know the, co- the questions are popping in here uh coaches if you got questions feel free to to direct message heath on twitter you can hit him on facebook you can hit him with a direct email he's got a cell phone number in there he does speaking and just was speaking to chick-fil-a foundation last week um you know he's a guy that does MPM coaching with individual athletes he does MPM coaching with other teams just not teams that are in his division because he wants to win the division (laughs) (laughs) you know but he's uh he's available man and if you can see just from the passion here um It's humbling, bro. Humbling to see how far you've come. Humbling to see, you know, all the opportunities you've had to go coach in the big 12, to go coach in the SEC. And you wanted to coach and coach your own son, who's now playing college baseball and you've wanted to stay in your community and make an impact. And uh, it's an honor to call you a friend. And um, I think, thank you for your time coming on here with coaching matters. Keith, thank thank you very much, brother.
1: Man. Thank you, Caner. I love you, man. I appreciate everything you've done for me and, you not only made me a better coach, but more importantly, a better man, a better father, a better husband. And, and for all the guys that are on here listening, if I can help you in any way, uh, as far as application wise or explaining anything that I'll do my very best to, to help you guys in any way, uh, um, with all the Brian stuff or anything else. So, uh, um, once again, so humbled and honored. And, and I'm, I'm glad that, that, uh, you got to see it. You got to see a little bit of, uh, of what you've done for for all of us because without you uh none of this would have been possible um because you gave us a systematic approach to teaching you know uh the mental the the most important side of the game the, the mental game and giving us an opportunity to to win the battle bet- this, between the six inches of our ears and I, i'll forever be grateful for you brian
0: well, likewise man i appreciate your friendship appreciate what you do and thanks for being here with coaching matters Heath autry Corsicana high school of baseball and mental performance mastery coach, as you can tell, one of the best to do the game, man. I'm ready to move my family to Corsicana, have a son, and let's get them playing on your program. Dominate the that. <laughs> Thanks for being here, man. Thanks for being here, everybody. We'll catch you in two weeks. Dr. Rob Gilbert, who runs Success Hotline, Heath mentioned here. And we're going to be one hour later. So we're typically going um i think seven to eight eastern time is typically what we do it's going to be eight to nine eastern time just head to briancane.com slash coaching dash matters we'll also email you so if you're on the call and you're on our email list you're going to find out about that and we'll get this recording out to you first thing tomorrow heath man thank you brother take care guys thanks bud thanks for checking out this week's coaching matters podcast if you enjoyed the show please give us a subscribe and a review also Be sure to engage with us on social media here in the notes for the show. And remember, dream big, raise more, and coaching matters.